0: An unidentified man is shot and raped outside a gay bar. And the detectives investigation leads them into the porn industry. And one of them, one of these actors, one of them is featured is a Saved by the Bell actor. This is Twisted, a Lord or SMU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast, where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Hello my my Lord of Order SVU fans and welcome to Twisted, a Lord of Order SVU podcast, where I recap past episodes of Lord of Order SVU starting from the first season. And we're doing this in chronological order, date order. We're not mixing anything around. So, so you all you Lord of Order SVU fans, you like to watch old episodes. I want to talk about it and I want to break down shit to you. And I have an announcement because I want to. Right now, today is my 50th show, and I'm going to be celebrating, man. I'm celebrating myself, man, because um, this is um, a milestone for me because though know, I've been since I started doing this podcast a year ago, and I've been coming here every week through spring, summer, summer, fall, and winter. Try to break down an episode SVU. And we talk about it, give a little commentary and all that stuff. Though. So I just wanted to say that today is our 50th show and I'm out here to celebrate by myself. I mean, I've got, I, I got myself a cake today, but there I was running into some problems. Because uh, originally, though, I was going to go and grab me like two slices of carrot cake from... This this uh bakery called Lloyd's Bakery. Now, for those who are living in the New York City area, Lloyd's Bakery, they make these carrot cakes from scratch. And my brother told me about it. I mean, they when you go in the store, I mean, they actually bake them damn cakes right in the back though, and they put the icing on it though. I mean, they don't use no imitation stuff like that. They all they do is they just make it from scratch. You know, I put the carrots in and the bread. I mean, it's delicious, though. Hey, I've been treating my friends for the carrot cake, and they loved it, though. So, nor- originally, though, I was supposed to celebrate the our 50th show by eating some carrot cake. And I was just on my way to the store to um get me a carrot cake, but the place was closed. And I was like, damn, man. And even though the celebration returned a disappointment, though. Now, I, before I have to go further, I just want to let you know that, that Lloyd's Bakery got two places in New York City. They got one in the Bronx right across from Van Cortland Park. And they got another one on 99th Street and Lexington Ave. Right. So I usually go to the one that's closest to my house, like up in the Bronx. It'll take me like maybe a 15, 20 minute ride on a train station and just walk a couple of blocks. And I'm telling you, I mean, Lloyd's carrot cake is delicious. So if you, if you're in the New York City area, if you come visit the New York City area, come to Lloyd's. I know there's they got this one up on 251st Street, right across from Van Courtland Park in the Bronx. So, um, it's on Broadway, All right. So I was about to go get me a, a slice to a carrot cake and celebrate, but the place was closed. So I was like, damn. And, you know, next thing you know, is I went to the store. But however, though when I was in the store, though I saw a Junior's cheesecake in the in the in the pastry section. So you know what I did? I brought it, even though I had to spend like more than fifteen dollars for that shit. I mean, I've, I I bought a small small Junior's cheesecake. No, not the one for the three dollars one. I got like a regular Junior's cheesecake. And Junior's cheesecake, man, they got this place up in Brooklyn. And, um, it's in right near the Manhattan Bridge. It's right on Flatbush Avenue. And this been, Junior's been around for a long time. And they got Junior's keys, They got another one at Times Square. So, you know, what I did, if you haven't been to Junior's, just check it out. They got some old-fashioned cheesecakes for a long time. So, you know what I did, though? I brought in a Junior's cheesecake, and I took it home with me. And right now, I have it in my plate I'm gonna give it a taste, man. Watch. Mmm, mmm. Got me a slice of Junior's Cheesecake. got the whole cheesecake thing. It's good. So if you wanna go, if you're in the New York City area, check out Junior's Cheesecake. Now, let's get it with some more order news. Yeah, still digging into that cheesecake, man. It's delicious. So, anyway, I just recently watched a recent episode of Law and Order. You know, the 21st season already got started. And the recent episode last Thursday, as it, um, there was, um, you know, Bernard and Cosgrove, they were looking into this red headed white chick. See, she murdered her fiance. And they both work at the same company. And that actress, though, she appeared on SVU playing Theo's mom or something like that. But, turns out, in this episode, she'd be exposed to the killer because she'd be lying her damn ass off. And, um, turns out that she, um, her fiancé, she gonna blame her fiancé saying that he, uh a sexually abused her or raped her or stuff like that, though. I mean, but it turns out that this bitch was selfish, man. Uh, guys, leave it. man so, I saw that, that was the latest episode of the revival of Law and Order season twenty one, and I saw the and I saw the recent episode of Law Order S for you, with which this radio star, he is suspected to he was sending this he killed the husband of the wife he was flirting with. Next thing you know, he got his just desserts. But I never got the chance to um while I watched the final showdown between uh Sable and Wheatley on organized crime. So I'm gonna get a chance to do that probably later on and then I'll just talk to you about that on my next show. And um got some sad news though and I wanna give this um, tribute to this actor Ned Eisenberg. He appeared as in multiple episodes of Law and Order and or SBU. Turns out that he uh passed, he died of cancer like, like last week. And he had like a he had like a damn um current role as a defense attorney on SBU and stuff like that. So, and some of the cast members pay tribute to him. I mean, I mean, his cancer is like crazy. I mean, you gotta take care of your body and watch what you eat. Watch what you drink, Eve too. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard, hear, you heard what I'm saying. So, let's give him more. He and then the guys was like sixty. So, Ned Eisenberg died. and died, passed away. So he was sixty five years old. Give you a little moment of silence. Okay. Um. I want to bring out, like, a short disclaimer. Now, some of the audio clips I'm going to be playing, though, might be offensive to some listeners. But I just want to let you know that this is not a family show. This is a show for adults you know, 20 and up, though, okay? So, if you offended by the sounds, you know, I sincerely apologize in advance, all right? Lord and Order fans, all right, so... Let's get today's episode. All right, um, we're all um This is Law & Order SVU, Season 3, Episode 7, Sacrifice. And it aired on NBC on November 9th, 2001. And this is probably like the seventh episode before 9-11 because they filmed several episodes before 911 so they started season three early for obvious reasons so so they never mentioned it about the twin towers attached because the day record they filmed this thing somewhere during the spring or the summertime something like that so and sacrifice is that persons probably use you know just to, um give up you know just to take the fall for somebody and then but we'll get to that in a few minutes okay so this is this is um this is uh, on air on NBC. It's directed by Leslie Leake uh, Glatter, and it's written by Matt Girl, Matt Rich. I don't know what I don't know what it is, something like that though. Okay, so here we go. So we're outside this bar called Puffy's, and it's a gay bar. Now, I was thinking, that, did uh, Puff Daddy own that bar? Well, back in two thousand one, you know, Sean Combs he changed his name from Puff Daddy to P Diddy at that time, you know you know, just uh, you know, try to support a new like for obvious reasons and stuff like that though, so <laughs> I'm telling you that Sean Combs did not own that gay bar, right? So, we outside the gay bar, and we got a group of men coming out, so this guy comes, asks his friend that he made a connection and something like that, and um guy tells him that um he's a little bit too, he, he, uh, that, um, he's a little too, too shy or something like that, so he persuades him to go talk to him. So he steps out to this dude and he's a some like a Spanish dude or you know, the RC with the he like he's wearing a jacket. And um the and you know the, they, these guys, these they, they just met each other at the bar or something like that. So and then uh, the guy who like brushed him off or turned him off telling him that that he was too shy. And the guy he just met, he the other guy asked, tells him that. Um, they they know this place where they can relax. And then all of a sudden, gunshots come out. Pop, 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 pop. All of a sudden, you know, the guy with jacket, he pulls out his gun. Yo, he really need to be a cop. He tells him, hey, yo, all right, I'll call. And he runs off. So he went to the alley. And um, we see this guy right there. They're kneeling over the guy who got shot, though. And the um, guy who was standing over there, he's like a homeless guy, something like that. He tells the guy, would, and he tells the cop that his name is Phil, and he sleeps here. So, and, you know, the alley is dark. It's like late at night. And, um, and you know, you got you got like a guy who probably got shot in, in a face, face down. You know, you, you don't even get see his face just yet and all that stuff, though. All right, so um, we're in the hospital right now, and uh, Benson the Sabler showed up they talked to the cop who was there at the scene tell, and the cop tells him that the guy got shot three times in the stomach and all that stuff though. So, and then he, he found them right outside the gay bar or something like Puffy. And then he also mentions about the guy named Phil and then, and then, and then police came in and took him to the station and all that stuff though. So he'll find out about him. So um, he, and the, the, under, the cop tells him, um, Benson Stabler that that he was at a bar that night on a blind date you know it's and he made first impression and stuff like that when this all this happens and all that stuff though and um brass knows that he is gay and then he I, and then you know he tells him brass already knows about his sexuality something like that though I mean and then after they – after the um, Olivia and Elliot with the interview with that cop, or to go see um, the the John Doe, so like that. Okay, no other wounds, no tattoos, so just this scar. Yeah, on a wedding ring. He's in a committed relationship. We might be able to get a head off with some impression. He's in a meat market bar, so his partner's more committed than he is. And the camera pans to reveal that it's Mr. Jack Morris himself. John Doe is Zach, actually, Zach Morris. That leads us to a special guest star. Now, who's the actor that's playing um, the guy who got shot? I don't have any insurance. I didn't see the guy who attacked me, so I was mugged. It happens all the time, right? So why are you packing? Just, uh, thought I'd take a break from the city. You seem a little jumpy, a little nervous, getting scary. <laughs> yeah, that happens to be Mr. Zach Morris' self, Mark Paul Gosselaar. And he is remembered playing Zach Morris on four seasons of the original Saved by the Bell. And um, that character originated on uh, a failed Disney on this um, sitcom called Good Morning Miss Les, which is uh, on Disney Channel. And however that show has been revamped or retooled, at Save by the Bell, I like I said, I mean, he, Mark Mark Paul starred in four seasons as the scheming um, preppy boy Zach Morris on the save, Saved by the Bell, and he even reprised his role on the spinoff Saved by the Bell: The College Years. You know the character got married, and check this out—he also reprises his role as Zach Morris in the peacock reboot of say by the bell that has new students and stuff like that so it's like a revival for the series or a sequel to the series um what you we'll call it though and y'all you know, check this out though he was all he also was on nypd blue and um raising the bar and then after that franklin and bash and he was in a couple of failed um tv series like a pitch and um some other, uh some other show I forgot to mention something like that though but um yo man I'm telling you I mean I mean that this actor though he is most famous for being the like exact worse on NBC's Saved by the Bell it, it was like a 90s um Saturday morning sitcom right and um that show started the demise of Saturday morning cartoons on television though so then, like back in the nineteen nineties, NBC had to do away with the Saturday morning cartoons and bring in like live action teen oriented sitcoms like Saved by the Bell, and you got these other shows called California Dreams, and um, we have Hang Time and um, One World and all that stuff. I mean, yo, man, that I mean, um, I mean, that was t- the society in the nineties was like a deterioration of Saturday morning cartoons. And yo, check this out though. That um, um Mark Paul Gosseler, I mean, he appeared in three not one, not two, but three television shows in a week. Cause um before his guest appearance on SVU, he started playing a role as a detective on NYPD Blue on Tuesday. That was like a couple of days uh, before he made a guest appearance at SVU. And check this out though. You know, the the day after that day after his appearance on SVU, he made a guest appearance on Mad TV playing his NYPD do, NYPD Blue character in the NYPD Blue parody. Man, next thing you know is he got his he got his head bricked He got his hitting the head by a brick and he dies and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> and you got Will Sasso playing the um, Witch saying Best best um best partner I ever had, and he does like sleepwalk so. It's like they had like a Mark Paul Gosler week on television and stuff like that. I mean, that dude he appeared on three shows in one week. I mean, his um he joins the cast of NYPD Blue, then made a guest appearance on um SVU, and then the um, following day, following night, he was on Mad TV. So, he's trying, Richard Belzer did the same shit though back a few years back. I mean, he appeared on um, Law and Order, then his old police drama, Homicide, Live on the Street. And uh other one, I think, it was The X-Files, something like that, though. So I don't know if that uh, Zach Borsica pulling Richard Belzer on like that or Munch, I don't know what it is, though. Okay, so we go through the opening credits, the new, the new one, and then we in the um, conference room and and um, Stabler are interviewing uh, Phil. Now, who's after this playing Phil? Who is he? 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 Wait, wait, wait. Sixty-four days. Five hours. Twelve minutes. Six seconds? Seven? Eight. Sebastian, he's my counselor. He gave me the watch. Okay, um, that happens to be um actor Kevin Gear, and he's a stage actor, and he's been on a couple of, of TV shows like Oz and SVU, just like this one. And a couple other things. So um he uh passed away in twenty seventeen of a heart attack. So it was like the late Phil that's like the late Phil Gear something like that. I don't know. That's Phil Gear, I might I probably said it right. David Gear. I mean maybe I said it right. So anyway, uh, he plays uh a recovering drug addict named Phil, right? And um Benson and Sabler are asking him a question how did, and um I know, Olivia asked him how long he'd been clean, and he'd been clean for about maybe almost two months. And the guy gave him a watch as a gift, something like that, you know, suggested tea time, something like that. So, um, the Benson and Stable asked him, did he see the shooter? And they told him that um, he described it as, like, dark hair and probably, like, 5'10 to 6 feet tall, but he didn't get – he didn't get to see the his face, and you know, I mean, um, he like he's a recovering addict, you know, and his sugar gave him weight and all that shit, and everything like that though. And Sabler mentioned something about that he could get like insurance for people his age, something like that though. And that's all it is though. All right though, so um, we at the squad room, and then Benson Slaver's doing the walk and talk with uh, Cragen, so. We happened, according to the off-duty cop at the hospital, it turns out that um, Zach Morris—I'm not—I'm not gonna say John Doe, but we could we could rec- we could I could tell by say I could tell by his face that that's Mr. Zach Morris himself. So anyway, you know, like I said, according to the off-duty cop, though, he seen Zach Morris was gang raped by like three times already. Though he had a and then Benson on those that he had a wedding ring. So Benson was guessing maybe. He was just cheating on his wife, but they want to figure out why was Zach Morris doing outside the alley, outside the gay bar this time of night, though. And Benson thought that he's probably cheating and all that stuff. So Greg and orders much to go find missing persons about this John, this um Zach Morris kind of thing. I'm, I'm not gonna say John Doe, but we you, you, we could we could tell that it is actually Mr. Zach Morris and all that stuff. Though I'm gonna call him Zach. I love words, you know, in you say "By the Bell," dude. All right, so. Craig orders Benson Stabler it's just to go and ask them, uh, go to the bar and ask a certain questions about why Zach was doing there at this time of night. And while it goes over to missing persons. All right, so we at the bar right now, and Benson Stabler is talking to this bartender. They show him a picture of Zach, and then he says that he seen him that night. You know that he um, left with the, he was with this guy by the name of, um, I think it was um, William Mueller or something like that, though. So. And then, um, they, they, and the next thing you know is that, you know, they talk to the bar owner and then he says that they tell him that Zach Morris was like gang rape or something like that. And then the bartender and then the bar owner replied that I'm not gay basher. Gay bashes looks like, looks, it looks like something like you. And he mentioned Stamler and all that stuff though. So it turns out that uh, Zach Morris left the bar. No, why keep saying Zach Morris though. I mean. You, you say by the Bell fans, you could tell that it, Zach, right? You know, and, his, and the bar owner tells him that Zach left the bar alone. And he was talking to this guy named William Mueller. And Bet, Benson Stable, Stable want to talk to Mueller. And, or you know, the bar owner told him to go check the receipts and all that stuff. I mean, if you could find the address and all that stuff, though. So, later on, we at the... Um, we we at the brownstone of um, Mueller or something like that. And, um, they, 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 and this guy with the slick back hair and the goatee, he answers the door. And then um, that's a save his shoulder or badges. And they ask him if he's Mueller. And the guy says that he's actually Mr. Borland, right? And he tells him that Mueller is his house boy, something like that. And he tells him that um, he's. Um, He's doing lawn, he's doing his laundry, something like that, though. So they show him the picture of Zach. They ask him that he was with this guy. And um, Warren was like, though, I have no idea. You know, I mean, maybe you can come back later when he's around, stuff like that. Because he sent because he sent the uh, Mueller boy his laundry because he calls him his house boy, stuff like that, though. So after he officially, he closes the door on them, Benjamin was like, house boy? So they go down the stairs. And they see Mueller coming out carrying um, some clothes up like that. And so they stopped him and they went and asked him a couple of questions. Okay, so um, we're in an interrogation room. And they want to find out about, um, about if he's seen this guy, I mean, Zach Morris. And he says, I don't know, and something like that. And they they ask him, that, that, that um, was there the money in the envelope and all that stuff, though? So, however, though... Miller tells him that um, the, this is uh, Zach Morris. Is actually, his name is Peter Abenhoe. And um, they also mentioned about um, about if, if um, Mueller got paid, something like that. I don't know what it is, though. I mean, it, they asked him what's with the money in the envelope. It said he tell, Mueller tells him it's for his services, something like that, though. but And then they ask him another question, and then Mueller's like, you'll plead the fifth. And then his lawyer comes in, something like that, though saying interviews or all that stuff though so they're trying to figure out that that um the inside the envelope is fifteen hundred dollars and then in your mueller claims it was just a housework, you know doing the appliances and all that stuff i mean how can you make that much cheddar stuff like that and fifteen hundred dollars and stuff like that though who who knows i mean come on you know what i'm saying so and so 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 anyway mueller you know he um he identifies um, Zach as Peter Ivanhoe, so Zach is actually Peter Ivanhoe. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's John Doe, but you say by the Bell fans, you know, it's already like Zach, right? Zach from Say by the Bell. So, so anyway, Zach, his name is um AK, is also known as Peter Ivanhoe or something like that, though. So we saw, I was there somewhere in the office, and um, you know, Finn is talking to Phil, uh, something like that, though. So, however, though earlier in the episode is that we in the squad room it's just been mentioned something about that the course will try to be dealing with the Phil or stuff like that because you know he's a recovering drug addict and it's probably far way out core. I mean, and much is worried that Phil will be will be uh, relapsing something like that though, and you know Brent Finn tries to bring out um his um you know the drug world going on or something like that because it's, um. Cause they say that the court system does not not gonna believe a recovery addict. I mean, he's just doing it clean for like two months and stuff like that. They'll just throw it away in court, stuff like that though. So um we somewhere in the office, like in the lounge room, and Finn is finish talking to Phil and he tells him that you need to stop doing that shit, one more time will kill you. And Phil was like Yeah, and if it was like he he never knows which nicotine will give him cancer or which um, alcohol will give him fibrosis, something like that though. Ben hands to fill his, no, hands fill his car, saying, you got to stop making excuses. Take this. So this is doing a little walk and talk. You know, this is Peter Iberhoe. It's, um, they, we head to the squad room. It turns out that, um, they mentioned something about the $1,500, something like that though. So they thinking it was like, um, drug money, money laundering and all that stuff though. And much of the background check on, um, Mr. Bolin, he's saying that Bolin's a player and that he has to do with a drug or something like that. So they're trying to figure out if, um, if, if um, Peter, Peter is a or you know, Zach or aka Peter is like a drug mule, something like that. I don't know what it is, something like that, though. And however, though, Mosso also, also mentions that he got hit on missing persons, saying that like a 17 year old, um, a 17 year old kid named Wesley Jansen. He was reported missing back in Arkansas back in 1993. So it turns out that, um, hey, and then it turns out that um, maybe the, the medicine statement interview early, maybe the guy who was shot in the alley is probably Wesley, something like that. And Munch tells him that his parents are on their way up here to New York to ID the victim, something like that, though. So, they trying to figure out if Zach, aka Wesley, or a well, no, no. He turns out that the guy's real Zach Morris's real name is Wesley Jansen. He was also known as Peter Abajo, something like that though. And they was thinking that he could be running drugs, like money laundering, even in the drug trade or drug business or a drug game. I don't know what it is though. Somehow, the game receives a note tells him that. Uh, zach morris so zach wars is conscious right now so they asked benson stabiler to talk to him nicely stuff like that though so we in the hospital right now and it turns out that um when they came in though another patient told him that zach morris broke out of the hospital after he get word that the cops are coming to see him something like that though so um they talked to the Benson stable talk to the nurse saying and the nurse tells him they had to change the bands and stuff like that i mean just is just I was like freak out stuff like that though. I mean, he's supposed to be. He to wait till he's discharged, and he wasn't even ready and stuff like that. So, they had to need to track um Zach Morris down. You know, aka um, you know, aka um Peter um, you know, aka Wesley Jansen, aka Peter Ivo or something like that. So, we cut to this guy's apartment, and they knock on the door, and guess what? Mrs. Z- Zach Morris lets them in, and listen, Stable was like, nice place. So, and then, um, you know, Zach tells him that he'll pay the phone bill, I'll swear. And, um, Betsy says that we're not about it's not about paying the bills, it's about your rape and, and, you're, and you're getting shots something like that, though. And then, you know, um, Zach denies that he's he's he denying what we even rape, he's telling me he got mugged and all that stuff. I mean, so and He's trying to move out of the city, you know, just to make a fresh start, you know, get away from Madness and all that stuff. So thats the wants him to come to the station and ID his attacker or something like that. And Zach tells him that it's dark outside, something like that. So so more, more Paul Gossler, he play, like I say, he plays this guy named Um He he plays Wesley Jensen and A.K.A. Peter Ibaho, something like that. So I'm gonna call him Zach. So He says that uh, he got, he's too keen to answer their questions because he told me he just got mugged and um, they want to make sure that he's been raped. They want to get kicked, They want him to, you know, find out who shot him. But he just, the nine and all that stuff. But then all of a sudden we hear that this um, female and a little girl come in the apartment. And yo, and. They she and this girl, this lady introduces herself as um Wesley's wife and um Jaina, something like that. And we have a special guest star, aka before they we were famous. So who's the actress who's playing Jaina? My name is Jaina Jansen, formerly Jaina Tobias of Cedar Creek, Arkansas. Just ask my mother in law. When did you last see your husband before this attack? That afternoon. He'd gone out to run some errands, and when he didn't come back, I called the police. They said I had to wait forty-eight hours. Which precinct? You don't believe me? Okay, um, that happens to be actress Elizabeth Banks. And yo, I mean, she um oh my goodness, she appeared and recently appeared Wet Hot American Summer, and that was released in two thousand one. So, um she made a get uh, her SEU guest appearance well, a few months after Wet Hot American Summer came out, though, so that was back in 2001. It's I been 20 years since Wet Hot American Summer came out, and um, no, I I seen clips of it, but I wasn't a fan. But I was looking into Wikipedia, and then she had a role in Wet Hot American Summer, and she also had roles in the, the Hunger Games series and um, Pitch Perfect series. And check this out, she. She, she she was in a movie called Zack and Mary Make a Porno. And that starred her and Seth Rogen. So I call the title of this episode Zack and Mary Do Some Porno. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking about Zach Boris, you know, Save Out of And um, Lizard Banks played Mary in there and all that stuff, though. And she's currently the host of the you know, 1980s game show reboot of Press Your Luck. And I used to watch Fresh Your Luck back in the days where they had the whammy. They had to take the points away from the contestants and they doing all the silly dance moves and stuff like that, though. I mean, it was crazy, though. I mean, you know, I'm the whammy. no <laughs> he, he says in a high-pitched voice, he's like he sounded like Grover from Sesame Street, though. OK, so um, Elizabeth Banks, though, so she plays Jaina, like Wesley's wife. And Vesta um, Sabler wants Wesley and Jaina come down to the station. And Jaina introduces her his her daughter as Mara or something like that though. So they, the statement wanted them to come down to the station and ask a few questions and all that stuff though. All right, so we're in the squad room later on, and um, Wesley and Jana arrives with the detectives. And guess what? W- Wesley's parents especially show up at the squad room, and um, they and the parents see him, and the mother gives him a hug, and then. Wesley was like, ah, take it easy. Take it easy, 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 y'all. And um, they're so happy to see him because they haven't seen him in eight years because he ran away from home and all that stuff, though. So later on, we in the conference room or something like that. And, you know, and um, no, no, no. We're in Cragen's office. Excuse me, right? And um, Wesley asked uh, the detectives in then that, that why you bring my parents over here? I didn't want to see them and all that stuff, though. So they want, they went want to ask him a few questions, and then they want to ask him about his rape. And um, Wesley tells them that he wasn't raped. He's saying he's bisexual and you know, we done stuff like that. I mean, he's getting a little hesitant, and stuff like that, though. So, and what? Say so they want, and then they tell him that him and Jane ran away eight years earlier. That was like in nineteen eighty-three, something like eight years earlier. And they ask him why y'all run away, and then he said that he'd been taking care of. He's been taking care of her since her parents died. And he and Wesley tells him that um her mother made her, her no his that her her father killed his mother before he killed himself. So it's like a domestic bullshit, like murder, suicide of thing. And then he has been taking care of Jana ever since. And she wanted Jana to live with him and his parents, and they was like, nah, something like that. And then they ask him why he changed his name to Peter Ibaho. And he thought it was cool about that, stuff like that, though. So meanwhile, out, outside in the squad room, outside Cregan's office, so Munch and Finn are talking to Jaina. And then they, we asked him a couple of questions and all that stuff, though. And she says Jana Jaina, and all that stuff. And then um, they ask him you know, how he got hurt. And then, he, and then she tells him that she reported to the precinct. And then Munch was like, what precinct? You don't believe? And she said, you don't believe me? Now, Elizabeth Banks could pull off that southern an accident and all that stuff. I mean, come on, y'all. And then they also told Jana that, um, that that Wesley was involved in the drug deal. And then Wesley's mom was like, you got Wesley involved in drugs? And then she, let me tell you something. Jaina goes off saying, no, I haven't. Because you, you, you don't even trust me and all that stuff like that, though. And then Wesley was like, "I can't believe he was just such a he was he, he he was a pastor slut like you." And then you know they was having like an argument something like that. And Craig comes out the office. Much tells him to chill out something like that though. And then next thing you know is that um, Wesley was asking what happened, and his daughter was like, "Then that, that lady called that that lady called mommy a slut." And then next thing you know, Wesley was like, "That's it. Interview's over. I'm t- I'm taking I'm taking my wife and kid with me. I mean." He just leaves the squad room, leaving the parents behind, and oh, gee, hey, that's over with, though. So, that's the end of Act One. And Act Two were in Craig's office, and Craig was like, Well, that was some family reunion, something like that, though. And they just had like a fight and all that stuff, though. So, they mentioned about Jaina's parents and all that stuff, so. However, though, they suspect that Wesley had, like, a, some drug connection, something like that, and they think that Mr. Borland and the Mueller were involved. So, Craig "Jacob says that let's bring him in for a chat. So, later on, we talk, they talked talk to Mueller and all stuff, you know, and he's pleading the fifth and all stuff. And meanwhile, you got in another room, Mr. Borland. He's being – being interrogated, and he has his lawyer present. And then he says he could plead a fifth and all that stuff. Like, come on, all that stuff. So, and then Mueller, though, and then he's talking to Munchin' and Finn, and and then he just brings out the truth. So what do you think you'll do is time. Dan Moore is sexy. $100 on the big house of you know, friends, friends. You got to show me the cash first. We were making a movie. Nobody got raped. You can't talk to us about your lawyer. I'll sign a release if it'll get me out of here talk to bottom. I'm kind of movie? Gay porn. Ooh, that explains everything. Was, so Zach Morris is doing gay porn, and Munch and Finn would look at each, each other like, "Really?" <laughs> oh my goodness! I, you know that Mitchell Bell's and Ice Tree. Ice T got some great chemistry though. So. I can't believe that um Zach is being so naughty man doing like gay porn and stuff like that what and I want what movie they were shooting with was it saved by the balls or <laughs> oh my goodness I mean imagine Zach Morris doing a sex scene with another guy they were like he every Zach was tapping that damn ass I mean they would be like oh Oh, Mr. Morris! Oh, you feel so good. And Zach was like, yeah, "That's I'm. The, that's why I run this school. I'm the principal." And he looks at the camera and gives a wink to the eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh my! Can't believe Zach was banging on a damn student. Oh man, that's sick though, man. What if he was a female student and all that stuff, huh? It would. He would be going straight and stuff like that. I mean, come on, y'all. And so, <laughs> I can't believe that that uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar was gonna be doing something really naughty and sleazy like that, though. And what makes it even worse and more shocking is that like Elizabeth Berkley was showing her titties on sh- in the movie Showgirls. I mean, that's like she took it up the auntie. And they say it was like it was a worst movie, but it's like a cult favorite. And let me tell you something. I used to watch Showgirls, man. I mean, it's like giving people a headache and stuff like that because it looked like softcore porn and shit like that, though. But there was this one scene that was funny when, when um, Elizabeth Berkeley's character was having sex power with, with Garthlin on the pool. And then she was, like, having a fucking seizure, like, like, like this. All right, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. So, I'm uh, getting a little ahead of myself. Okay, so, um, meanwhile, um, Mr. Borland tells um, the other detectives that Wesley is strictly gay for pay, as it's $1,500 having sex with one person. Well, what he did was that Wesley was having sex with three guys. Ew, man, no wonder that Zach made like $4,500, man. Damn. Oh my goodness. So I can't believe that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, my goodness. This is crazy stuff like that though. So anyway, later on there's a squad room. They talking about, about about you know Wesley and the porn stuff like that though. And this Ben Olivia brings out like um something that makes sense saying that porn is a multi million dollar industry. It's a multi-million, excuse me, a multi-million mom-and-pop industry, and she said the mob got out of it a long time ago, and Finn replied, and you know, wise guys don't walk away that much cheddar, something like that, though. So, Craig wants to find out is that he's, um, Wesley was involved with a mob, and they're gonna offer him protection. So, they wanna go and find out who shot Wesley and all that stuff, so they needed, um, they need to go speak to Wesley about that, that whoever was ever shot him after he had sex, though. So, and we're on the street, and um, and Stabler are talking to Wesley's neighbor. and The neighbor tells him that the Wesley's back in the hospital, he was having some pain and stuff like that, medical issue. And they ask him where his wife is. And what neighbor tells him that um, she's she's at work right now, so she gives him a, like a business card where she works at, and stuff like that, though, and all that stuff, though. So, uh, you know, it's just, where she's worried about the family, all that stuff though. So they are on with that, with that hospital, and um, Benson are talking to, talk to him, Wesley, you know. And um, they asked him, they want that uh, who shot him, so like that. And he just became agitated, and stuff like that, and then he just goes off. Just listen to this. I told you I wasn't raped. I told you I wasn't gay. So why won't you believe me when I say I don't know? Because our experience has been, someone lies once, they make it a bad habit. Lying. okay omitting the truth is the same thing i see the way you're looking at me i'm scum because i make money having sex so why do you care who shot me because it's our job okay so best is was trying to offer him protection but wesley tells them to back off and my, mind your own business he probably hiding something i mean he's not answering questions uh, who shot him or something like that or who raped him or whatever you want call it i mean back and um they ask him where is they ask him where his wife is and then wesley replied you keep my wife out of this you stay away from the case and stable was like though no, we need to talk to your wife we're running our options here and then he just ignores them turns around and goes to sleep and messes safer let him be so we're in the offices of o- old man management, something like that, though. And Benson and Stader come in the office and they talk to the receptionist. They show them the badge. And then they go into the studio. But when they see the red light, light on, that means they're busy recording. And the receptionist tries to stop them. But as soon as Benson and stable barge in the studio, they discover that Jaina is doing porn. Okay, okay, well, I'm getting a little bit of myself, though. Sorry about that. So anyway, though, she wasn't really having um, sexual intercourse, so she was getting uh, ready to have a freeze by sucking these guys rods off, and then when she sees the detective, she was like, what are you doing here? Next thing you know, here comes the director, Kyle Ullman. He tells him that you were disrupting the set and all that stuff, and then Benson Stable stopped and saying this police matter, stuff like that, and Kyle, Kyle was like, let me call my lawyer because you're interrupting the scene and stuff like that though they wanted to talk to Jaina like that and then um, and then Cal was like more on time is money wasting time time is money we gotta get the scene in and all this stuff though so detectives told him to step aside and then they wanted and uh, they didn't want to talk to Jana about um, Wesley and Jane was like how's he doing and then message was said coldly he's fine and Jana was like, "Though, good. Let me uh, let me go shoot this scene so I can make some money and all that stuff." Next thing you know, is her daughter comes into the set, and oh my goodness! And you got another actress holding the girl back, and then she was apologizing. Yes, she was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And then Benson asked Jana, "What what the hell is your child doing in a porn set?" <laughs> and then Jana to the an answer, she just stayed silent. And Fade the Black, end act two. And I was laughing my ass off when the scene ended, stuff like that. Because um, Sable asked her, Why is your child doing here on the porn set and all this stuff? I mean, oh my goodness, that, that ho is busted. You busted, hoe? Oh, hey, right. oh my goodness. And, you know, Elizabeth Banks, you know, this it's like a coincidence because, like, several years later, though, she will be starring in that movie, Sack and Mary Make a Porno. And what she Then does, she and her boyfriend, Seth Rogen, do porn, make a porn movie, stuff like that. So, is it a coincidence? What? Okay, so, um, this is Act 3. We're in the squad room, and Dana claims that she's just making money to help her daughter, who has sadistic fibrosis. And it's a terminal disease. So, uh, she needed the money to to pay them bills, you know, for medical bills and all that stuff, because right now, I mean, her and um, her husband, you know, they end up with her and her husband, they both do important to pay her for his daughter's bills and stuff like that because they wanted to get find some treatment for a sick daughter because it's terminal stuff like that, though. So, outside the interrogation room, Cabot is there, and um, it's and, ben, and Benson comes out talks to Cabot tell her that, um. Her daughter is terminal, and they both doing porn. And they're trying to figure out, figure out that, that, that has is involved with a mob and stuff like that. So, Craig wants, a, wants them to investigate all that stuff, though. So, we in um, old oh man management, you know, at the studio, and Benson Stabler is doing a walk and talk with Cal and all that stuff, though. You ever thought about doing a movie? You look like you be a real natural. You still work for the Sarduchis? Having friends from the old neighborhood is not a criminal offense. I am a filmmaker, not a hood. Who finances those movies? look why don't you just quit fishing and get to the point okay you're pretty small potatoes in the porn industry jana jansen's your only big star yeah she's such a big draw she doesn't work that much her husband getting away less she works the more the public wants her wesley moonlighting i mean that must have pissed you off why i don't use them that much and now the, the bareback riding thing i won't use them at all yeah but married couples don't use condoms so he's putting your star at risk you know, if Jana wants to play Russian roulette, that's her business. I made her a star; I can make another one just like it. Okay, Wouldn't it be easier just to get rid of Wesley? Okay, okay, okay. So, um, all right, Cal says that he he doesn't want to give up his old friends of the neighborhood, and you know that he he was has connections to the mob and stuff. So his friends were mobs and something like that, though. But he Cal claims that he and Jana had like a relationship, you know, like business relationship. And since that uh, he used to have, have Wesley, but he said he's doing um he's doing the gay porn thing and that he he don't want to use it that much anymore. But him and him and says that she got some mileage. I mean, I mean Jane was working as a bigger star, so they used to be partners and stuff like that. But even that, um, like he said, Jaina's got mileage and stuff like that though. So and then uh, Benson Stable asked him where we was when wesley got shot and cal tells him that he was working with another actress by the name of delia and he tells them where she's at you know she's at the beauty salon and you could talk to her and all that stuff though so we outside the street and then this actress delia she comes out of some um, salon, something like that and Bessie of start talking to her and then um she Dilia was like she not going to say anything and shit like that. So they just said, Benson stable Stabler threatened her with um, perjury and injustice, or something like that, or something like lying and stuff like that. And They want her to come clean. Or in other words, yeah, they're threatening her with a, a obstruction of justice and you know, locking her up and stuff like that. And then Delia tells them that Cal is crazy about her. I mean, he and then he wouldn't let her go, something like that. And she tells them that um that uh Jenna's gonna be on Howard Stern and stuff like that though. And then I mean I and mean, Cal has his thing still has his thing for Jana. So and then Delia tells him you tell Kyle about this, and Benson tells Delia, don't worry about that though. We will handle this shit. You know what I'm saying? Now we in a court and Jenna's being in the rain and you know, Zach Morris is there, aka Wesley, and he's there trying to bail his wife out something like that though. And um Cab is there or, or, or with the, or the attorney saying that it was it, that the Jana brought her child in an unhealthy environment with people were shooting porn and stuff like that though. So the judge sets a bail for like a lot of thousands of dollars, something like that. So here Wesley comes out of the courtroom and Benson Stabler is there. And um Saber tells Wesley that Cal is connected with the Mom and stuff like that, though. And they're trying to figure out why he shot him, and they want him to come clean. And then next thing you know, next thing you know, Stabler tells them that your daughter is sick. You know I mean, you're trying to do something with your sick daughter. And yo, what I'm telling you, is that Wesley almost took a swing at Stabler, but Saber grabs his arm and shoves him in against the wall and tells him, "You just assaulted a police officer. Now you gotta. Now you gotta." Name, now I mean he gotta come you gotta come clean find who shot you. I mean come on we are trying trying to give you this and that. I mean we need to come forward with the story. And then Wesley was like, I make porn, me and my wife make porn to pay the bills for our sick daughter. And he and Wesley tells his, um Benson Sable to back off. Or you're gonna make it you and he was like tells him you keep coming at him or her, you're gonna make it much, much worse. So Saber gave him a no, you know, good. He's gonna and something like that. Bail his wife out, is what you gonna call it though? So, however, though, all, all they need to do is they need to bring 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 Phil as a witness to tell him who shot him, something like that though. So, the Benson is like they're gonna they gotta they gotta contact Phil. So later on, we're outside of Port forty, and much Finn much and Finn found out that Phil's back in rehab. What a surprise! Phil's back in rehab. His idea won't be any good. That's for Captain to decide. It's a waste of time. What? what? Do you think you're taking Phil's relapse too personally? He's jeopardizing the case and making my job harder. I always take that person. Early on, I had a partner like you. I used to get worked up. What? Happened? It is done. Oh wait a minute. So, is much talking about his um, former partner, um, Detective Felton? I don't know. I mean. Oh, and you, you remember in um, Bell's old show, Homicide Life on the Street, Street said that one detective had committed suicide. And at first it was a murder or something like that, though. So is he talking about um, Daniel Baldwin? You know, the guy who got coked up and ran around the hotel naked, something like that? That was in the news in the late nights. I mean, I don't want to get into that. So, okay, so... um. Munch of Finn talked to Phil and um Cabot is there and um, Cabot tells him that uh, they want they want to know that who the guy that shot Wesley and stuff like that though. And you know Munch take off his glasses and ask him a question, ask him how, and then they ask him how you get that damn um, a cut. Did you get that scratch on your face, Phil? That hurts. Bam. You wanna be a stupid dick and kill yourself, you go right ahead. I need you to look at these damn pictures. You gave me orange juice. You're a nice guy. Yeah, I'm a nice guy. Okay, you know so Finn is coming hard on Phil, who just relapsed, you know, and he's um on, on heroin and shit like that, though. So, um Phil IDs Kyle as the shooter after they showed him their pictures and then they let Phil go. And then Benson uh, no, and Munch and Finn and Cabot tell him that um, he knows that Phil was clean when he came to the room and stuff like that, though. And Cabot was like, after doing too much for you, I don't have anything left, though. And then they just ask her if she's going to do a favor or something like that to, um, to get a warrant to get a Kyle and all that stuff. So, we at the back at the old man management studios and Benson Sailor coming in with the SWAT team and all the stuff. And yo, oh, they find Cal dead on the floor, shot in the back. And um Stable was like, Cal was trying to run away, stuff like that though. So they lost a suspect and all that stuff. So that's the end of Act Three. Now, Act four, the we outside Wesley's apartment and the police are there and they got the SWAT team over there they're trying to arrest wesley and all this stuff so when they barge in it turns out that wesley and Jana they ran off they're not there so saber was like we know where his parents stay so let's go so we at the hotel right now and um business stabler they find wesley there with his parents and um and his daughter i mean she has like another medical episode so Wesley is give doing like some breathing ex- exercises and stuff like that, and they ch- push the chest and all that stuff to make her revive her, cause the, she had like another medical episode. And then Benson state to come in to arrest Wesley and all that stuff. And then they pu- they pull they take Wesley away from his daughter. And and Mar- daughter Mara was like, Daddy, please, Daddy, please, don't kill And 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 you know. And then the Wesley's father, he tells the detectives though, I mean. He he's not a criminal here. He's not the shooter. He not he doesn't have to do this though. So and and then he because Wesley's father already knows what's going on and stuff like that though. So um, we're in interrogation room, and um, Wesley said that um, that Jaina uh, is probably um, going back to Arkansas and all that stuff. Then then she's ran up to some other things. And Wesley admitted that he shot Cal because he confronted because he confronted him because he wanted to get Jaina out of the porn business. And Wesley knows that, that um, Cal was going to make Jaina uh, look like a side center to Vegas to be like some sideshow size freak or something like that, though. And then um, Wesley also added, I just want her out. I didn't mean for him to die. Oh, it's okay. So um, we're in a courtroom right now. And Wesley's being arraigned in court, you know, being arraigned in court, being charged with manslaughter because he shot the, the porn director in the back or something like that, though. And then Wesley's father is watching though, watching it though. But he, he, and Wesley's wife watching it doesn't make no sense because I mean, seeing his son trying to go to jail or something, and he probably knows what's up though. So. um Later on in the squad room, you know, the choice of the um, Wesley's father talks to best in the Sabler. And and Wesley's father claims said that it's all Jana's fault. And um Bess was like, Why are you why are you wanna why you wanna bring up bad General Dana? And uh, I mean, they don't doesn't they don't really believe in stuff like that though. And Wesley's father says that he owns guns though. And and Wesley never touched a son Wesley's ne- son never ever touched a gun in his life though. And you know, he's a huntsman and all that stuff. But his son never, never touched a gun ever though. So it doesn't even make no sense. I mean, he's um he know he highly knows his Jaina. I mean, she and Jaina's not um trying to plan the I don't know anyway, what it, I don't know what it is though. Because he know he knows that Jaina does it. Yeah, he he believes that Jaina is the shooter, not him though. So we're in the lab, and you got um Mr. Vargas from the TV show New York on the Cover, and um he tells him that the gun was like wiped away clean after it was used, and then turns out that the Wesley's Prince was on a gun after the gun was wiped clean. So best we want to find out why, it, why his prince was on a gun, and Stabler real knows. Why Wesley's friends were on a gun, and then he answers a Sable answers a Benson who's been protecting her, who's been protecting him from day one or protecting her from day one. They realize it was Jaina. So, so Jaina comes out, some change comes out with a bag, and then Sable asks her if she's leaving, and she said that, that she has to go. And way reinvent herself and stuff like that. She's moving away because I mean she wants to leave town because she want small minds to judge her or something like that, though. So, um, um, Vincent Sable want to ask, uh, ask her a few more questions because they um, they want to take it to her apartment for a minute and find out about uh, about what happened um about what happened with Cal and the Wesley situation, something like that, though. So we inside the, um, Wesley and Dana's apartment, and Benson and Stable already knows that she shot Kyle or something like that, that, though. And then, and then here's what happened. You don't understand what it is like to be trapped with a sick kid doing three guys at a time to pay off my debts. I have a $15,000 contract waiting for me in Las Vegas, and Cal would have taken all of it. He was never going to let me go. Well, neither will Bedford Hills, at least not for 15 years minimum. What a stupid hoe she is, man. I mean, she uh, she shot the director, and she let him take the fall for her. I mean, in other words, she just used him, took advantage of him. That's a bullshit. I mean, I don't like women and women try to take advantage of men like that and do their evil works and all that stuff, though. Uh, it looks like <laughs> it looks like Elizabeth Banks is going to be going away for 15 years, though. I mean, okay, and they, they're trying to find out. I mean, did she shot um, Sack Wars, too? <clears throat> I don't know what it is, though. I mean, I mean this doesn't even make no sense, though. I mean... I Maybe mean, she, she she shot the director. So you trying to figure out if she shot him too? I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, come on. Y'all. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, she trying to stage it or something like that? I don't know. She staged her husband to get shot. I don't know what it is though. I don't. know. <laughs> so um, turns out that she was gonna go to Vegas and make a record to have sex with three hundred guys. I mean other porn stars have done it though i mean oh my goodness you know what it, that is the skank she is you know what i'm saying though Ooh, i mean is she going end up catching the disease and shit like that i don't know what it is though. i mean she wanted she wanted to be on her own and she wanted to go to vegas you know go to vegas and have like a rec, world, world record gang bang and shit and then um and then Cal won't even let her go, like he's possessive. Or I mean, I don't know what it is, So So um, looks like looks like they're they, gonna they, they put the stable gonna put her ass in jail. I mean, what a shady girl she is. I mean, why you want to protect a woman waste woman with a waste of dirty mind like that? Hmm? All right, we at somewhere in the prison cell, and Wesley is being released from jail. And he filling out the papers. And Benson Stabler is there saying that um, her wife's going to be charged and stuff like that. And Wesley was like, so what are her chances? And Benson was like, not too good. And then ended the episode. So turns out that, um, I mean, personally, I like this episode. And, you know, I know some of y'all, maybe some of y'all people hate it stuff like that, but the ending just doesn't make no sense. I mean I'm trying to figure out a question did, did she really shot yeah you know, did, did um, lived Bank shot Zach Morris mm-hmm. and then to make it look like um my thing who knows that's it all right um I just want to make a correction about watching the season finale finale of euphoria hBO's euphoria I just want to let you know that Faye played pop porn star Chloe Cherry. Cherry, She was looking out. She looked out for Fez. She told Fez not to say anything about Mouse's murder. And you'll believe in Ash, man. He went out like a G. He killed a Snitch. And then he he made a big mistake because they were recording it. And he didn't want to go out. He wanted to go to jail. And he was with Fez. So he wanted to shoot the cops thinking he a gangster. But... That little boy went out like a damn G, man, yo. Yeah, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. You yeah, I just want to make it like I said, you know. And then you know, and then Cassie was going going crazy on the stage, and broken down, interrupting play, and all interrupting her sister's play. It was hilarious, though. But Where were the teachers in the, in the and the and faculty and and security? Would you need them though, man? <laughs> You know, Cassie got an ass beat, so I just want to make a correction that they was looking out for bears on the Euphoria season finale. Alright? So, and by the way, I just want to let you know that I was watching um this new HBO series called Winnie Time. It's about the rise of the LA Lakers. It's going to take the it's a period piece where the Lakers will be facing off against the Celtics in the 70s and the 80s. I'm not sure, about. But it's like the rise of the Lakers, and then they got Adams playing Magic Johnson. So it's funny, you know. They got Pete Patterson breaking the fourth wall and shit like that. So it was nice, though. Anyway, before I gotta go, I just want to let you know if the he have you ever watched Saved by the Bell? And you know some of the actors they decided to get more adult roles to avoid being typecast. You know, Mark Paul Gossler, he he had a lead role in a comedy Dead Man on Campus. And he plays, like, this dark character, like Zach Morris. But when he showed up in the S- in the in this episode of Law & Order SVU, he played, like, a damn gay porn star to cover her daughter's me- her medical bills because she's sick and stuff like that. And then mob and everything got involved about that, though. I mean, but, you know, Mark Paul Costler, he's not dealing with porn and stuff like that. He just played one on TV. But Elizabeth Berkeley, showgirls, yeah, she is showing her titties on the movie a lot, and she kissed another woman played by Gina Gershon and all that stuff. So they say Showgirls is like a cult movie and shit like that, though. It's more like a bad movie with bad acting, but it's like it turns like it's a it's like a damn comedy and stuff like that, though. I mean, Elizabeth Berkeley or Jesse Spano. I mean. If if Belding saw Jesse Spano stripping and showing her tits to the public, Belding would have locked her ass up or shamed her. I don't know what it is though. I mean, and Zach Boris they would be like, he faints though because we see Jesse Spano like that. It's like the movie showgirls. It's like Jesse Spano's first falling some hard to- on some hard times right after she finished high school. Now there has been some scandal involving um. Dustin Diamond, aka Screech from Save by the Bell, turns out that the Screech was doing some porn and he peed or shit on, on somebody. But there was rumors about him doing that. But I don't know. It's just the I think the amateur video or surveillance videotape says something. He probably must have done something. But they say it was him or they say it wasn't him. But I don't know for sure. I don't know what it is though. And I heard that Mario Lopez, though, he played, like, uh, Greg Luganis in this movie. And Greg Luganis ended up, ended up having HIV and stuff like that. And there were rumors that during his time on Saved by the Bell, Mario Lopez was accused of, like, sexually assaulting a woman in the trailer. On That was back in the early 90s. But, and, you know, Screech you know, says it was true, but it's just taken out a contest. I don't know what it is, though. But I, I want to let you know that Saved by the Bell was a corny ass show. I used to watch it, you know, and the dialogue was all corny and shit like that, though. But show went on like thirty, yeah, it, you know, it's like it was be on TV for like thirty years, man. Reruns and stuff like that, though. They say what well, the a bad show I become like a popular shit like that, and then, and then he got these uh, stars reaching teen idol status, so. So, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I just bring out a topic about Saved by the Bell. Cat, saved by the Bell. People who was on Saved by the Bell, they decided to get into some scandals and some naughty shit like that. So, that's what it is, though. Anyway, this that'll be my time for night now. So, I want to thank y'all for listening to Twisted, a Lord or SVU podcast. And I'll be back next week with another episode. And you can listen to my show on Anchor FM every Monday, also on Spotify, also on uh, WordPress and um, Google Podcasts, wherever it is available, or Reason FM or RSS or and all that stuff, all right? So I want y'all Law & Order SU fans for thank you for listening, and I'll be back with next week's episode and some more Law & Order news. Now, this show has been recorded from my house.